0: Welcome to Date Night Podcast,
1: a tabletop role-playing game podcast set in the homebrew world of Volunaya.
0: Let's explore a whole new world together.
1: All right, Trixie, you're in Cliffshire, which is a place inhabited mostly by halflings but frequented by many outsiders to avail themselves of the services of the halflings. The halflings here are renowned appraisers, auctioneers, legal experts in terms of evaluating documents, interpreters of ancient languages, and crafters of fine food, beverage, and pipeweed, as one might expect of halflings. Uh, it is a halfling capital of sorts, built into the cliffside near the bay that separates uh, it from the 10,000 cities. Uh, the halflings largely live inside, side of that cliff, using a lot of different pulleys and platforms to raise themselves up and down into their uh, hobbit holes that are built into the side. Oh, I suppose we should say halfling holes. They're not mm. technically hobbits. and That's true. But while this is kind of a halfling capital, because of the nature of the business that they do here, you can find all sorts here. uh, From the wealthy to the very desperate, from the well-meaning to the diabolical, all looking to employ the expertise of the halflings for their own purposes. So um, why would Trixie have... uh, Why would she have wound up here in Cliffshire?
0: Well, she had encountered a magic amulet that she wasn't originally aware was magical and when she picked it up she ended up having to leave her home because unfortunate things started happening to her and they were both good and bad but she got further and further away from who she thought she used to be and she decided that she needed to figure out what it was, what it did, and how it affected her, and try and figure out how to fix it, and things like that.
1: Okay. So you wanted to try and get an idea of uh, the history of this amulet or the, I guess, the purpose of it or something like that, or the function?
0: More along the lines of the purpose and the function, but history would kind kind of follow along with that.
1: So I I guess this would have been a good place where Trixie could have come to try and find an appraiser. Is that yes. the main reason maybe she would have been here then?
0: Yes, because then an appraiser would be able to say, this is what it does and all that.
1: All right. So um, if you had spent a little bit of time in the city, where would you have gone maybe to try and get it appraised?
0: Well, with the way that Trixby encountered this thing, Um, not one of the regular appraisers, probably one of the more back alley appraisers that deals more in the um, hot items. Okay. I guess we could say.
1: All right. So um, I guess just, you know, Trixie spent a little bit of time poking around in town, finding where those sorts of places were. Yes. um, Went to one um, and asked about it uh, in sort of this back alley uh, appraiser. Um, Trixie was maybe told very little about the amulet Mm -hmm. um, from this individual, uh, maybe something along the lines of... uh, Something cryptic like, uh, you never know with magic items, sometimes they just have a mind of their own. And that was about the extent of what you had found out about the amulet.
0: Which was enough to tell her that it was magic and pique her interest a great deal more. Mm -hmm. Because there's a great more untold and Trixie is very, very curious about things that she doesn't know yet.
1: So, I mean, while you weren't really charged for the appraisal because he didn't really give you that much information about it, he at least did confirm to you that it was magical mm-hmm. and maybe you felt like you got a little bit of something for nothing. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, you don't always get something for nothing. So uh, maybe a couple days later when you were still peeking around town, I don't know, what might you have been doing after you found that out? Still looking for for more information or looking for for what?
0: That would probably have been the first person that I had talked to, Mm -hmm. to try and figure out what this thing was, and then once I found out that it did have some sort of magical aspect to it, but he didn't confirm or or extrapolate at all what it was, then Trixie would have tried to hunt down someone else who was hopefully not related at all to this other guy, and figure out what it actually was.
1: Okay. So, I think... um Maybe Trixie is poking around uh, some of the arcanists in town. Yes. Um, And while she's doing that.
0: Probably uh, the more shadier looking ones.
1: Okay. Uh, Probably some gnomes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think I might know of a gnome that would be a good person in this situation, but he's not here right now. Yeah. All
1: right. Um, Just go ahead and roll a perception check for Trixie. and some of these numbers might change when we get through to the uh main part of this episode. Um uh, we're doing a doing a pre-recording here that we're going to piece onto the beginning of our our one shot for this weekend.
0: That is up to an 8.
1: All right. Um so you're kind of taken by surprise when a, a feathered arm sort of uh let me start over. What do they...
0: Are you forgetting what owling arms look like?
1: No, not an owling.
0: Okay, thank you. Because I'm like, they look just like this one. Right. It's kind of feathered with some um, little fingers at the end.
1: Well, uh, this talon grasps you around the arm.
0: That would terrify me.
1: Mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm. um, And you turn around to see two almost identical-looking Kenku uh, in black robes. Um, I, don't at my,
0: I don't much like Kenku.
1: That's in character? Because that was in your voice? I know. Is that what you say, or is that what Amy says? Are we
0: in, like, an alley?
1: Mm-hmm. And you, it's just us well, around? No, there's some other people walking around. You're maybe in this area with some... Um, most of the hobbits live up in the cliffside, but there's most a lot of, of what's the halflings. Okay. Um, but there's a lot of more temporary ramshackle, even some that don't necessarily look like tents. It looks like they were supposed to be temporary buildings, but they've been here for too long. Um, built up on the beach between the, the cliffs and the actual shore. Uh, and you were going through some of those kind of slapdash places, uh, where you heard a tip that there was an arcanist around that might be able to help you out.
0: Okay, then yes, uh, I'm with Kira. Trixby would probably say, I don't much like Kenku.
1: Well, uh, y- you don't have to like us, but you're going to have to talk to us, so uh, you're going to need to come with us now. But why? Uh, look, can we just uh, get out of this spot right here so we can go have a quick conversation? <laughs>
0: Well I suppose if I must, since there are two of you and only one of me and you're a little bit taller than me.
1: Alright, so the one hasn't talked yet, uh who's got a hold of your arm, the other one's been talking to you, just starts dragging you a little bit toward the uh behind some of these slapdash houses where they can maybe get out of the view of uh the main thoroughfare.
0: And Trixie is trying to get her arm back and saying, I can walk, you know.
1: Alright, roll a um acrobatics. I have an at 20. So it's got a real good grip around yeah. your uh, owling wing arm. There. Yeah,
0: 15 doesn't quite beat a 20.
1: Nope. So uh, they pull you over there, kind of toss you under the overhang of one of these. Oof! <laughs> 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 one of the roofs of one of these houses. I don't know um, what else to say. And the one of them says, ah, The boss wants to see you. And the other one says, Yeah, the Bosch wants to see you. And the first one says, Yeah, that's what I said, Jekyll. And the other one says, yeah, that's what you said, Heckle."
0: All right, the boss wants to see me.
1: Yeah. He's got a nice spiffy place. You may have seen it walking around town.
0: No, I... Yeah, you
1: might have seen it walking around town. I've got it covered, Jekyll. All right, Heckle, you've got it covered.
0: What place is this? Because I don't see any place around here.
1: Well, it's not around here. It's on the other side of town.
0: Then why are we here? I thought the boss this wanted. This is where to... you were. So why are we here now? I thought the boss wanted to see me.
1: Yeah, the boss wants to see you. Yep, the boss wants to see you.
0: So why are we here?
1: Well, let's go see the boss then. Yeah, the... let's go see the boss then. But I've why? Got it covered, Jekyll. Yeah, you've got it covered, Heckle.
0: But why do we stop here?
1: All right, stay between us. Yeah, I... stay between us.
0: Mm. And then off we go, I suppose. Okay. Jekyll and Heckle.
1: Yeah. So they start walking you through the um the ground portion of Cliffshire, uh, weaving back and forth between these things that seem to have no real planning to them that stand in stark contrast to the buildings up on the cliffs themselves. Um, they maybe about fifteen, twenty minutes of walking to go all the way from the east side to the west side of town and when you get there there's a big um mansion it's got it's kind of strange because when you look in through the picket fence kind of around this mansion yeah it's got like a standard white picket fence and a gate and i was beyond not
0: it, expecting a picket fence with a really nice mansion
1: despite The fact that it's on the beach and everything around it on all sides is sand and kind of scrub grass. It has a very manicured lawn, an ornate garden back behind the the fence. Oh, this is a nice place. Yeah, it's spiffy. Yeah, he told you it was spiffy. (laughs) Sorry. I don't know how listeners are going to take the two voices that are the same, but...
0: That's what happens when there are two Kenku named Jekyll and Heckle.
1: Um, they say, um, all right, you're officially invited.
0: Invited?
1: Yeah, that means you can step in, sweetheart.
0: Officially invited of my own volition, of course.
1: Well, yeah, you've got to be invited to enter, you understand?
0: No, I don't understand, because I wasn't really invited. I was more forced here.
1: I wasn't invited either. I wasn't invited either. I've got it covered, Jekyll. Yeah, you've got it covered, Heckle. So why don't you go ahead and step in, sweetheart?
0: And I just go into the door.
1: Yeah, well, you gotta walk up the walk and then you gotta get in the door.
0: I could fly up to the door, just like you could, you little Kenku. Uh
1: no. stenku. Kenku actually can't fly. <laughs>
0: Okay, so Trixby flutters up to the door.
1: Is it Trixby or Trixie? Yes.
0: Okay. <laughs> so she flies up to the door.
1: I ah, guess it's... A show-off. Yeah, what a show-off. <laughs> Stupid Kenku. How about we go get some corn? Yeah, how about we go get some corn? Stupid Kenku. And they start walking back the other way where they found you.
0: Am I supposed to knock?
1: You'll figure it out, sweetheart.
0: Stupid Kenku. i
1: When you knock, you're instantly teleported about three feet forward, seemingly, into the foyer of this house. Uh, It's a big kind of uh, split staircase, one that winds to the left and one that, I guess not split, they both go up, like one to the right and one to the left, Mm -hmm. that go up to a a landing uh, with big bookcases statues and things like that in it and a spectral butler greets you at the door Uh, 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 the master is expecting you i presume
0: i presume as well i don't know much what's going on
1: well you wouldn't have been in here if the master didn't expect you come along now all right then might i take your coat
0: no, you might not.
1: All right, then. Up we go. And he floats kind of up the stairs a good six or eight inches ab- above the actual stairs, up to the top, landing, um, opens a door on the side, and starts walking down a hallway.
0: Or floating down a hallway. Yeah,
1: floating. You follow? Yeah. Okay. So you follow this kind of spectral uh, bluish servant, who brings you to past maybe four or five closed doors to a large uh, double door at the end of the hallway. I will see if the master is ready for you. Please kindly wait here. All right. All right. So he uh, opens the door, goes inside, closes the door, and leaves you in the hallway.
0: No, I look around.
1: <laughs> okay, make an investigation check. Nat 20. All right. Um,
0: and it really is a Nat 20. With that... I'll take a picture if I can find a phone. I don't have my phone. I don't Shoot. think you need to do that. Okay. I, I really do have a Nat 20, though.
1: Okay. It, it happens sometimes. <laughs> I like this guy. Like 5% side. of the times.
0: Not like... Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> so, as you're looking through the... Um, Bookshelves, you actually open up one of the books. Oh look at this. Um and the first one you pull out and open is a false book. Oh
0: and what's in it?
1: Uh, go ahead and roll a D hundred.
0: Oh D hundred. Um um where's my other die? There's it there it is. Thirty nine.
1: All right. I don't have the uh thing I was gonna look in. I didn't bring anything up here. Shall we pause? No, we'll just improv for this. Uh, Weren't we already? Yeah. You find a a potion of invisibility. I love it. All right. And just about the time you pocket it and put the book back, uh, make a sleight of hand check, actually.
0: Uh, that would be uh, a 12.
1: All right. The servant comes back out just as you're placing the book back onto the bookshelf. And he says, um, please don't touch the books.
0: They're just really pretty. And I my, I thought it was a nice color it's, book.
1: It's fine. Um, you may ask permission to use the things here in this mansion in just a moment, if you wish. Um, he says that he will see you now. Very well. And he opens the door for you, kind of motions with his hand and gives you a slight bow. And
0: I kind of skirt to the side around him.
1: Okay. Um, you walk into Awkwardly. a big study. Uh, it actually has some... Uh, it's got a, a huge desk, first of all, with somebody. It's fairly large, about six and a half feet tall, sitting behind it. Um, Not currently facing your direction in a big uh, leather chair looking out the window. Um, It's a a big window, but you can kind of see through it uh, that you can't see past the yard from this particular window. So despite the fact that it's facing the ocean, and it was a pretty clear day when you entered, the um, view ends at the fence.
0: Right. I'm going to stand there awkwardly kind of and look around.
1: All right. Um, there's also a tiefling woman over in the side of the room. Um, she's lounged on like a Victorian-esque type couch. Uh, she's, uh, roll a perception check.
0: Let me look down on my thing here and see what. Uh, 20, not now.
1: Okay, she's uh, kind of got a a bluish hue, small horns, um, a slender tail, and just as you kind of look over and she goes to roll to face the couch a little bit to turn her face away from you, uh, you notice a big bruise on the side of her cheek. Um, And she kind of rolls over uh, with an arm up. Uh, on the top of her head, as if she's sort of blocking out the light um, or sound. In the room, as you get in, somebody near the door who reaches beside you closes the door behind you, and you turn around, and there's a big Goliath standing there.
0: Well, don't I feel short now.
1: He doesn't say anything, but when you say that, the person at the desk uh, turns around, and he's got kind of like this... uh, uh, kabuki esque type mask over his face. One side is white, and the other side is red. Um, he's got thick black hair uh, on top of the mask. He's wearing a white um, long sleeve shirt that comes all the way down to his gloves on the end of his on the end of the shirt um, with big uh, silver buttons. And a tightly closed collar with like a, um, almost like an untied bow tie just kind of hanging in front of it.
0: What? Don't like your face?
1: When you're in my business, sometimes it is better if I see your face and you do not see mine.
0: Well, if that don't ruffle my feathers, I don't know what would.
1: So, um, Heckel and Jekyll have found you.
0: Oh, those crazy things? Yes, I did.
1: It's good that they have brought you to me. Sometimes they are useful. Sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. Can't you really all?
1: Well, you do not know my face. You do not know my name. You need not see my face nor know my name. I know yours, and I know what brings you to Cliffshire
0: then what do I call you?
1: You did not call me anything.
0: Oh, sure. And if I'm supposed to come back here and talk to you, then what do I call you?
1: Many people just call me boss.
0: I suppose that'll work. Boss.
1: Look, I can see what brings you to Cliffshire. It weighs very heavily around your neck. This would be an unfortunate thing for... others... To find out? To
0: find out what? Hmm.
1: The nature of this thing that you wear.
0: Oh, it's just a crystal?
1: More accurately, the history of this thing you wear. Where it comes from?
0: It's just a crystal.
1: Who owned it before you?
0: Uh, I just found it one day.
1: No, this is not true. It Uh, found me. You showed this to a certain uh, appraiser. Who is not so, uh, let's say, expert at appraising, but is very good at tracking down stolen items.
0: I didn't steal it. It found me, so I took it because it found me, and I saw it, and I picked it up. And
1: Well, then if it is something that was lost, you would not mind maybe uh, I let the owner know so that it can be returned?
0: No, it's, it's mine.
1: And it can stay that way for a favor.
0: What favor?
1: An easy favor.
0: What kind of favor? You
1: look like you might be a little sneaky. Maybe. I should mention anything that you take from this mansion will disappear when you leave the mansion.
0: Unless I disappear first.
1: Just as a side note. In any event...
0: I didn't take nothing.
1: I have a... I have an important day coming up soon. You might say...
0: Happy birthday?
1: Thank you. (laughs) But this is not the day. But it will feel better, I think, than a birthday maybe.
0: Maybe for you.
1: But I think there is someone who would like to see it maybe not go so well for me. I just uh, need some eyes on this person figure out what he is up to and how he plans uh, to ruin my day.
0: I don't have to kill him or nothing, do I? No, no, no.
1: and Nothing uh, quite so gruesome as that. You see, um, I just have a a business dealing and uh, this person is a thief. Uh, He's a liar. And I believe he is someone who would uh, wish to see this blow up in my face. He is um, not one to let go of a grudge.
0: He's not an owling, you see.
1: No, no. No, he is not.
0: Oh, good.
1: I don't know of too many uh, of your ilk uh, in this place.
0: You kept me worried there for a minute that it was a particular um, hornling.
1: Yes, I know of who you speak. I do not think he is in town. So it would take some time for any information to reach him.
0: Hopefully it
1: won't. Uh, I believe I have this sale, uh, this business deal is going to be going through within the week. So that should be... uh, soon enough that no information could reach your friend very well so okay you bring me this information this sale goes off uh, without a hitch and it is easy to forget some things that i have learned lately about a certain necklace
0: and it it's just watching him
1: well a watching and reporting to me what uh, his plans are how he how he hopes to irk me
0: oh so that means I have to talk to him hmm.
1: perhaps or maybe just observe there are many ways to learn things about someone you understand that now
0: yes I suppose
1: it is a good lesson to learn when you are young and for something I'm
0: not that young
1: my apologies.
0: I don't remember how old I said it was.
1: <laughs> I'm not good at reading the age of an howling.
0: Neither am I. Where did I write it? Okay, maybe I am kind of young. <laughs> I found it.
1: So, we have a deal.
0: Not like I have much choice in it.
1: Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not like I have much choice here.
1: Then you understand the situation. I suppose. Very good. All right. You have any... I suppose I should tell you a little bit about this man? If you would. I don't believe he is yet in town, but I suspect he will be here soon. He is a dwarf um uh, under the auspices of uh, working in operations of a mine, but this is part of his thievery. He claims he is owner of the, uh, he is the owner of this mine. His name is Verden Shieldbreaker, and he gives you a general description of what he looks like, which we will have to leave at that because I don't have that information here. If he does not arrive in town, we will figure our arrangement settled. But uh, I think it is a safe bet he will probably be here long be- or sometime before this transaction is uh, meant to occur. So keep a keen eye, little one. I will. Very good. And if you do this for me... I will pay you the going rate as well. Good day. Thunak, show her out. And the big Goliath just, on the door. It slams open against the bookcase, and the uh, man behind the desk just kind of puts his hand over his mask, and he says, Thunak, gentle. He knows it's not his own strength.
0: And Trixie awkwardly walks out the door.
1: Okay. Um, you walk out the door. Do you go down the stairs and, and back out?
0: Somewhat slowly down the hall. Okay. Kind of listening to see if the door closes behind me.
1: Yeah, after a little while, um, you hear it come, kind of creak and then boom, slam closed.
0: And I look behind me and the door is shut. Mm-hmm. I look around. Do I see anybody or anything?
1: Roll a perception check.
0: Not nat 20.
1: All right. Um, You look down in the uh, foyer and you Mm -hmm. can see the butler is still just kind of standing by the door. Doesn't look like he's looking up in your direction. Uh, You scan kind of across. or, Or how far did you go, I guess?
0: I figured far enough down the hall that the door would finally close. And All right.
1: Yeah, so you kind of peek out over the landing down to the foyer. You see he's down there, the, the blue spectral guy. Um, but you didn't see anybody else in the hallway in front of you or where you just passed from behind?
0: I take my invisibility potion and I knock it back.
1: You drink it? Yes. Okay. You are currently invisible.
0: I tiptoe back to the bookshelf or one of the shelves near me. And I look for a couple of small books or knickknacks I can swipe.
1: All right. Roll another investigation check. Not 20. (laughs) Okay. Um, You look around in some of these books and you figure out every book on the shelf is a false book.
0: Oh, goody. You Except that's not out loud, or it's very, 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 very quiet.
1: Looking through them, and they're all full of like these, uh, kind of odd, chachdis. Some of them, like, looks like some of them are made out of gold. Some of them are potions. There's even small, like, magic. Um, occasionally, like a small magic throwing knife or something, and it looks like this one shelf on this bookshelf is just full of these sorts of things and then you you go down to like the next shelf and Mm -hmm. look and it's regular books in a variety of different languages some of which you open and they seem to almost put the words on the page like as you start looking at them okay but that one shelf kind of near his door is one that's full of kind of these false books. There's maybe 20 of them on there.
0: I'll take two of the items out of them, and I figure we can roll later to see what they are, and a smaller book from the next shelf down.
1: Okay. So you pocket that stuff real quick? Yep. Uh, just go ahead and roll a sleight of hand check for that, too.
0: 20. Okay. Not that.
1: You just pocket them real quietly, um, kind of putting them into uh, your stash in a way that, you know, wouldn't be really obvious or anything. Yes. Okay. They're in there. You're still invisible.
0: Is there a way to dispel this?
1: Uh, Roll an arcana check. Do
0: I get my little plus thingy if it's not bubbled, okay, then twelve
1: um you've taken potions before uh with a twelve, I would say, mm-hmm. and uh you're pretty much just along for the ride in terms of the the potion, like you can't undo it early unless you like drink uh an antidote or something
0: okay. So then I will continue walking down towards the end of the hall quietly mm-hmm. and increasingly louder until I'm on the step not quite stomping but walking loudly. Okay. And hopefully the butler will turn to yeah. see <laughs>
1: with his two <laughs> he's just s- spectrally stretching and yawning down at the bottom of the steps and you hear him begin to.
0: Now I'm going down the stairs quietly.
1: Okay, roll stealth at advantage because you're invisible.
0: Okay, good for that. Um, Not at
1: 20. All right. Uh, What are you trying to do? Just
0: quietly walk up behind him.
1: All right, you're right behind him.
0: All right, it's time for me to go now.
1: Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Excuse. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yes, you'll. And he turns back around. Um. Right. God, his guests are getting weirder and weirder. Um. Off you go, I suppose. All right he then. Opens Goodbye. The door. And I. Cheerio. Walk out. Right. <laughs> you walk out. Um when you get outside the door, you look there's just mist past the um walkway, um mm-hmm. where it ends at the fence or the gate.
0: And I stop short. Okay. And I'm looking around, continuing to okay. look.
1: As you get closer and closer, uh you still can't see past.
0: And I slowly walk all the way up to the gate and kind of look around.
1: Okay. As you do and you get to the gate, do you kind of lean forward or anything? or
0: Not at first, but then yes.
1: Or touch the gate? Eventually, you just kind of rest your hand on the gate?
0: To look over it.
1: You get teleported like three feet out as if you're standing three feet in front of the mansion on the beach looking in. You can see the yard?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, You can look up and see the window, the big picture window that Mm -hmm. the person was sitting in, but all you see behind the window is mist.
0: Well, it's a good thing I'm still invisible now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, you're invisible. You're not exactly sure for how long, but for now you are. Um, As you're kind of walking away from Mm -hmm. the
0: place... Cheerily marching away.
1: You... Just reach in to kind of, uh, I guess, like, finger the new things that you grabbed yep. and, and mess with them, and they are not there. Oh, bloody
0: hell, at least I still have the potion. I'll look down. Do I see my arm?
1: You are still invisible. Sweet! All right, and I think we're going to leave it there as our intro for uh, Trixie, unless there's anything else you want to do right before we wrap up.
0: Nope, but she's got lots of plans for what she's going to do while she's still invisible.
1: Okay. <laughs> that sounds fun. All right, we'll pick up there uh, on Sunday.
0: Sweet. Thanks for sharing our date night with us and exploring a whole new world together. We'll see you again next week. Until then, keep in touch by following us on Twitter at Date Night Podcast or visiting datenightpodcast.com.